It's Tuesday, October the 4th, 2011. It's 7 o'clock at night, and you know what that means. It's time to kick off Season 5 of Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. I'm joined by Hillary Rumble tonight as we show you how to install Ubuntu 11.10. Stick around, join us in the chat room, Category5.tv. Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV. What you're about to experience is a free, worldwide interactive broadcast from Ontario, Canada. We broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Get your questions in. Join the community chat room at www.category5.tv or email us at live at category5.tv. And now, let's begin. Here's your host, Robbie Ferguson. Welcome to episode number 211. Category 5 Technology TV. Hey! Hello, world! Hello, world! Yeah, how are you doing? I'm fabulous. Good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Do I look like I've like had tons and tons of rest and not having to do anything to get ready for tonight? <laughs> well, it's kind of a big deal, Robbie. Wow. Like... The stuff that I've... It's been a fun week. <laughs> I can Seriously, it. I mean, it started oh, man. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday was an amazing day. I got up early. I came. I, I got dressed. I came downstairs, turned on the camera, <laughs> and there were seventy-five people waiting for me to do so, and greeted mm-hmm. me there in the chat room and uh, and watched for nine hours. The no, longest, nine hours. The oh. longest. <laughs> broadcast that we've ever done My here goodness, at Category 5 that TV is wild. for nine straight hours. I not only Crazy. built the new server, well, let's back up. I actually, I unboxed the pieces to the Ooh. new server. have to say that because we all love a good unboxing video. True say. <laughs> oh. Unboxing videos <laughs> make me giggle. <laughs> Anyways, so I played on the unboxing thing because that seems to be something on YouTube that, that guys who know tech seem to do. Um, so I unboxed the stuff. I built the server. But during the process, this is what was amazing. If you were there, you know uh, David was there. Gadwell uh, joined us for part of it. Um, the thing was is that I didn't just build the server. Mm-hmm. I didn't just say, oh, here I go. I'm going to put it together. You can watch. <laughs> I actually spent all nine hours teaching how to oh. build this computer. Wow, double whammy. Yeah. So for the whole time, people were asking their questions. I was mm-hmm. actually verbally walking everybody through exactly what was happening, why I'm doing the things I'm yeah, doing, yeah. and how decisions are made, and how you how you actually go about putting together this server. So... It was wow. really, it was really cool. Yeah, totally. It was a, quite an experience, and uh, I think for the viewers as well. Now that said, it was nine hours long. I am not going to release a DVD set or anything like that. Oh come on! But what I do hope to do, we're going to actually be taking those the the little individual things like. You know, we're okay. We're going to open up the CPU and install that. So that will become one video. It oh, might be twenty minutes long. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be really cool. So right on. We're going to uh, we're going to add that to to our website uh, over some time. So. Well, that's terrific. Little features like that definitely are helpful for people who are trying to do this at home. And so mm. that's cool that the community was able to join in with you and yeah, do so. that. But also that now we have this kind of instructional material yeah. we can help people out when they do their own very, very much cool. yeah very cool um okay tonight we're going to be learning to install ubuntu 11.10 some people in the chat room i saw you there <laughs> what is this some kind of joke it's unity i think it's it's only it's only fitting that for our our season premiere of season five that we kick things off with the current version of ubuntu Indeed, I agree. Makes sense. And and we'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> you know, in the in the next twelve months, we're going to see where Canonical takes this thing. But uh, but tonight, we're, that's what we're going to do. All, All right. right, sounds good to me. What do you got coming up in the news for us? Oh, people, just you wait, because coming up in the newsroom, a revolutionary solar power tablet has succeeded in testing and is powered by Linux. HTC is looking into a potential exploit that can reveal a user's private information to app developers. Creepy. Canonical bridges the gap in the cloud with its release of Ubuntu 1 for Windows. 
Oh. Ooh la la. What could that mean? Stick around. You'll find out. A newly discovered macOS X Lion exploit allows a user to view or change your admin password. Hmm. A citywide interconnected operating system could run entire cities. And last but not least, Apple's new iPhone has been revealed, and it's not the iPhone 5. So stick around, because these stories are coming up in under 30 minutes. And let me tell you, there's a lot going on in the world of technology. So today was a weird day. That's a lot of stuff. Like, what does this all mean? This is a lot of interesting developments. I kind of laughed about the media coverage of Apple's presentation today. Because <laughs> it's like, okay, they're going to present whatever the new device is. But it was like, if you were watching Google News, it was like, okay, I, I just want to know, okay, is it going to be the iPhone 5? And instead of getting <laughs> any relevant news, you're getting actual news stories posted by legitimate news sources that are coming up. And it's like, Tim is standing on the stage. Like, <laughs> and so you click on it, and it's like the whole story is like Tim who has taken over for Steve is now standing on the stage possibly about to present the iPhone 5 mm-hmm. right it's all speculative yeah. and it's recycled material about how Steve has stepped down and and so now Tim is there and and blah 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 and it's like that's all the news was for like the whole day <laughs> until finally crazy. they said ah okay here's what actually happened but it was all it was like a whole day of speculative a lot apple news of- Building, yeah. For well, they must have a lot of fanboys who are also journalists. (laughs) It's possible. That's quite possible. (laughs) What are you doing? uh, Do you do you dress up at Halloween? Oh yeah, I love costumes. Awesome. I dress up when it's not Halloween. Let's be honest. I tend, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The the thing is, I I've been enjoying since since I've got young kids and Mm -hmm. and especially you know my daughter's six. My son is four, and this year I've got him the coolest Starfleet Ooh, uniform. Cool. So he's got like the whole Kirk getup. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. So and and you can get costumes. Actually, we have a costume store uh, mm. where proceeds go towards the show. It's cat5.tv/costumes, and um, you can actually go there. Pull it up on your computer right now. Cat5.tv/costumes. Do it. Very good selection. Uh, that's where we get our costumes from, and uh, prices are good. They'll ship anywhere, so uh, check it out. Yeah. yeah. Especially with Halloween up and coming. Like, it's already October, people. It's going to be Halloween oh. before you know it. Time flies. And Christmas, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean... And then you ask yourself, well, did Robbie remember to order his costume? Did he? Here's a little sneak peek, maybe, if you can handle it. I don't know. Uh, oh, oh. Just saying. It's there. Maybe we'll do an unboxing video. <laughs> <laughs> Not like. Oh dear it's me! Be a surprise. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I can hardly wait. Yeah. It'll be sweet. Okay, so we're going to uh, start our Ubuntu install in just a couple of minutes. Uh, first, we're going to uh, now with season five. We are uh, ad supported, and so we'll just uh, have a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll be back right after this. They're hitting the road or the dusty trails. Liquid Image Canada captures the action with a true point-of-view HD video camera built directly into a high-quality MX goggle. It records every bit of the excitement exactly how you see it. If high-octane isn't your thing, take a relaxing underwater adventure and capture it forever in high-definition video with a high-quality underwater camera mask from Liquid Image Canada. Perfect for the enthusiast snorkeler or the deep-sea diver. Check out the entire line of camera masks for every sport. LiquidImageCanada.com Yeah, see, the amazing thing, chatroom, about making that commercial was that was actually me snorkeling in the tropics. They flew me everywhere. Pretty sweet gig. Totally untrue. Totally untrue. But we'd be more than willing is, to go anywhere. But but there were some clips there of you on the four wheeler. Right? Yeah. <laughs> How was the experience when you were working? I don't I don't mean to talk about about a, a commercial, but when you were using the MX camera mask, we never actually got to talk about it because you weren't live in the studio yeah, that that's day. That's true. That is true. It was fun. Like I I really enjoyed using it, and it worked. Like I said in the. In the little segment we produced, yeah. it worked. The goggles feel like normal goggles, and um, the camera they element was They're sweet. Awesome. They felt they felt fabulous. Like I really um, 
you know, I, I could appreciate them for goggles. And then also as the camera unit itself, like that was really impressive to me. The sound, like, it was amazing what yeah. such a little device, seemingly tiny device, could produce. I was surprised was when I started doing some research and found that the, uh, just like the regular goggles, the MX goggles, are like the same price. And you've got like an HD video camera. Yeah. So liquidimagecanada.com. Cool. I use the snorkeling mask. Mm, I love it. Yeah. And, and I found that since I've been doing that, it's it's like become a hobby. <laughs> and I and I it's actually, you know, I'm looking for things that are completely unrelated to computers to do. That's neat. Because you need that, right? You need to, I need to have hobbies that aren't, <laughs> you know. But. Carpal tunnel syndrome, people. <laughs> I want to swim. So But that's mask. still incorporating your love for technology. It is. There you go. And it's amazing how people at the beach actually notice the camera apparatus. Oh, like, yeah? Whoa, dude, is that a camera? <laughs> I'm like, yes, dude. That is totally indeed a camera. Dude. HD, my friend. Mm. Yeah, I'm filming <laughs> you right now, man. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, we'll have to show you the clips. Yeah. How did we get onto that? I'm serious. I think it's just it's such a cool device. It is really cool. Great stuff. For real. Yeah. Okay. We need to actually, I, I know we've got a couple of questions that have come in. Mm-hmm. I want to get started on this installation yeah. of Ubuntu Linux. Let's do it. So, you know, just, just because it is going to take some time tonight. Mm-hmm. So I'm booting up the live CD. This is going to be available next Thursday. So Thursday of next week, the 13th, you're going to be able to download Ubuntu 11.10. Now, as you know, we've been, well, I guess I haven't, you know, because Unity... And people in the chat room are agreeing with me. Unity is Ubuntu or Canonical's new replacement for the traditional GNOME desktop. And I don't know. My thought all along was that this is great for touchscreens. This is great for tablets. But not so good for mouse operation. And I still kind of hold to that. But i got to say with 11.10, they're really... It's it's getting better. It's it's uh, 11.04. This is April's release of Ubuntu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but Unity was unbearable. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> it was crashing on me and oh dying goodness. and stuff and laughing at me. <laughs> and I was just like, "You call this Unity? <laughs> That's disunity. That's disunity and disharmony in my computer." <laughs> I'd say yes. I've booted from this live CD, and you'll notice here, if you've never booted a live CD, first of all, you should understand Ubuntu is a free operating system you can download from Ubuntu.com. So you can get that, you can download it to your uh, Windows computer, and you can try it out, you can install it, you can replace Windows, you can dual boot, whatever you want to do. It's, it's a, another option to run on your computer. It's Linux. But what's cool about it, the reason I bring that up, if you have Windows, you can try Ubuntu. You can test it with no further commitment. You try it, it will run on your computer, you can surf the web, you can do your thing, check it out, see what you think of the graphics and the way that it operates, and then reboot your computer, eject the CD, and your computer's right back to where it was. Because what happens is, it loads it off the CD. Loads it straight into RAM. So you don't have to actually install it, you don't have to overwrite anything on your computer. However, tonight we are going to. Because we know that we want to install Ubuntu. All right, so if you don't want to, you can go try Ubuntu. Just if you're curious, you just want to try it. That's fine too. Okay, first screen we get, I got at least 4.4 gigabytes of available hard drive space. Yes, this is 1983. Uh, Okay, we're connected to the internet. Yes, this is also 1996. Uh, Do we want to download updates while we're installing? We could say yes to that, we probably would. Tonight I'm not going to just because we're live on the air. We don't want to, that's going to take a lot more time. Okay. Do we want to install third-party software so that we can play MP3 files? Definitely, because we're all about the MP3 here. Mm-hmm. Yes. We can say no to iTunes and go with MP3 instead. <laughs> Actually, I use MP3s on my pogo plug so that I can stream music to my iPod Touch or mm. iPhone or, or yeah, Android yeah, yeah. device or BlackBerry or whatever, right? So... You're able to use MP3s. I don't huh. like how iTunes converts everything over and you lose, you know, it, and it's, eh, it's just a mess. I want to just drag files over. So I drag them to my Pogo plug and I listen to them. 
that's random cool. thought okay <laughs> next up i want to erase the disc this is the destructive way continue where do you want to put it well choose your hard drive there it is okay and install that was it wow that's couple it? of questions yeah pretty much what? notice uh, here's here's something i'll just point out to you installing it's gonna go uh, here's a novel idea microsoft windows xp how about an installer that includes multitasking abilities Again, this is 1996, right? <laughs> so we can do that kind of cool stuff. So that while, you know, so if I walk away when it's sitting there asking yeah, me yeah. if I'm from Tijuana, it will still continue to go through the installer. I don't have to, I don't have to worry, uh, oh, no, I walked away and it just sat there for four hours. <laughs> I thought it would be done by now. No, because see, Ubuntu, it's waiting for me to tell where I'm from, but it's still copying files. It doesn't wait for me. Clever. Why would it wait for me? It's it doesn't you know, it can do two things at once. Oh, I this like is Lint, that. baby. Hello. So highlight Rainy River. So it was a sunny day. Toronto. Because that's my local time zone. Okay? So select Toronto, Ontario, Canada. You can select your city. Try your own city name. I don't think Barry is gonna be in there. So I use Toronto, same time zone. Continue. Again, see? Still copying files. Hmm. G. Siegel, nice to see you. Joining us in the chat room, Scorpio55. Hey, Agamotto, Jot. Okay, again, it's still moving along, even though it's waiting for me to answer a question. Type a keyboard. I'm going to use the default. Because I'm not Dvorak just yet. Not quite. You're getting there, though. Your name. Well, I'll go with Dvorak, because one day I want to be able to type Dvorak. There you go. Name of your computer. A computer. There you go. Pick a username. I'll go with that. Sure, why not? Password is going to be test123. I say that out loud so that we all remember it. Good call. <laughs> Definitely. Now, here's a question for you. Notice, again, it's still going. It's not waiting for me, even though I'm being taking my time. Do I want to log in automatically, or do I want to require a password to log in? Here's the scenario. I've got a laptop computer. Mm -hmm. I leave it somewhere. Somebody turns it on. Do I want it to go right to my files and my desktop, or do I want it to ask for a password? So we don't a good want scenario. people lurking on our things. Right. Good job. High five. Oh, that um, was a fail high five. Yeah, that was kind of Sorry, it was tough because we're looking at I know, the I was screen. like, I could see it's myself. Like, <laughs> it's like depth perception problems here. I just here. freaked myself out, it's yeah. It's weird, yeah. I saw myself yeah. looking at myself. Okay, sorry. Continue. But then there's the other scenario. You've got your computer at home. Yeah, do you want to be like, okay, whatever, well, me. It's like, it's me and my wife using the computer and that's our computer do we want to have to yeah. enter the password every time the kids turn on the computer there's there's two sides of it it depends on what you're using the computer for so that's a decision you have to make do you want people to be able to turn on your computer and have access to it convenient for home don't mm -hmm. do it on a laptop no definitely not okay for this particular case i'm going to say log in automatically oh look it's not really waiting for me. It's ready when I am. Okay. That's cool. Log in automatically. Continue. I'm not going to encrypt. Encryption is another way to protect your data. Okay. Now it's getting ready to install the system. Here we go. It's got everything it needs from me. It's got some nice little slides. Look at that. You can flip through. Learn a little bit about your new Ubuntu operating system. How cool is that? Okay. So we're just going to let that go. All right. And we'll jump into some viewer questions. If you have some questions totally. for us, it's live at category5.tv. And, of course, uh, you can also join us in the chat room, category5.tv. We'd love to see you there. Mm -hmm. Say hi. Meet the community. <laughs> and what a fabulous community it is, FYI. Lots they of cool. Amazing. Lots of cool They are people. so cool. I don't know if this really works in a sentence. They are so cool that they sat watching me for nine straight hours build a server. I don't know what to say to that. 
I think I started the, the day with, <laughs> if you are still here at the end of this, you are as much of a geek as I am. And a true blue fan. Yes. So, thank you for supporting Thanks us. Thanks to those who, who did. It, it made it nicer for me to know I had some friends. Yeah, no, for sure. Totally. Yeah. See, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. True blue community. True blue fans. Thank you. Pressing onward, we have an email from Timco. Hey, Timco. And he writes, hello, Category 5 crew. I've been a longtime fan. I watch you on Miro and once in a while uh, while I use iTunes. Love the show. Keep up the good work. My question is, I am the go-to tech person in my family. Okay. My brother has a Windows XP laptop and is giving a Oh, and it is giving a blue screen on boot up. Oh, that's that's to be expected. Yeah, that's that's normal. Fantastic. Okay. So, All right, so we'll move along then. We'll solve that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm so bad. I know. It's okay, it's it's okay. Yes. Your comments. This is fine. why we're promoting Linux. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I've tried the rescue route with his XBCD, and it just recycles okay. back to the hard um, restart. Oh. I tried my live. That's mm-hmm. a horse of a different color. So, oh. well, okay, I'll let you continue. Okay, there's more. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> I tried my USB um, or live USB 11.04 to try and repartition. But mm-hmm. here is the thing. We, um, what's it say? We got a USB 2.5 HDD. Oh, so a like hard, a, like an hard drive. Hard okay, drive. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to copy his picture and documents to save to my USB live 11.04. After that, I tried to partition and the G... Um, partition G parted froze G parted oh part ed okay, okay. wouldn't even uh, let me see any partition I could see the uh, the hard drive in my Nautilus and copy the files to a USB hard drive um, so this oh is this a rootkit problem or a bad hard drive or anything like that mm. if a rootkit any direction oh if it's a rootkit problem do you have any ideas on how to fix this um, thank you in advance from Timco Thanks for the question, Timco. Okay. You got a computer. It's got Windows XP. It's blue screening. That seems normal. But in this case, you've rebooted with the yeah. repair CD yeah, yeah. to reinstall, and it won't even do that. So I'm sensing some, some bad hardware here, my friend. Hmm. Now, the question is, do we get to the point where your repair CD starts going through the repair process and then crashes out, or do we not even get there? If we don't even get there, first thing I'm going to check is RAM, your memory. Go get the uh, mem test tool. Hmm. Find out if your RAM is bad. You can use an Ubuntu boot CD, as a matter of fact. It has mem test right on the menu. Try it out. If it gets there and it crashes, sounds like it could be a hard drive failure. Pending. Hmm. If that's the case, here's, here's the problem. I don't want to tell you, the chat room saying, you know, you could try SpinWrite. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But see here, Gadwill, the problem is, is that SpinWrite is going to work that hard drive like crazy. And in this case, if it's a failing hard drive, it could very well, under heavy load of SpinWrite, become a failed hard drive. All of a sudden, your data's gone. Yeah. Right? Um, so what I would say is uh, try to get to the determination of, okay, is this RAM? Memtest is pretty safe because it's not going to do really anything with your hard drive while that's happening. Your hard drive is going to be powered on, so it's going to be spinning. But at least there's not a whole lot of sector reads and writes going on. Okay, spin write is going to be working it like to death, mm. quite possibly. I would say, if you get to that point, determine if the data on the drive is critical. If it is, I, I don't know. I. I I really don't want to tell you to start using, you know, if, if you're experiencing this kind of problem, it could fail at any time mm-hmm. and you could lose everything, right? Yeah. So that's when data recovery labs are really the safest bet. But do you keep trying and then take it to a data recovery lab? Could end up costing you more money, right? Right now your drive works but not well, is crashing, is causing problems. Yeah. A data recovery lab can hook it up. Best case scenario, like 500 bucks, they'll be able to get it spun up because it's still working, right? Use their special equipment, drive imagers and things, get the data off onto a safe drive, right? Mm-hmm. If, however, you, you try and it crashes, now you're in a worse state, right? So now, yeah, Data Recovery Lab can still get your data most likely, but is it still 500 bucks? Mm, no. 
So tough, tough call, eh? Yeah. I, eh. I suspect RAM or hard drive. And if it's hard drive, I want to know if you've got data on there that uh, that is critical. And if it is, and you've already tried everything you know to do, it sounds like you know what you're doing. You're using the live CD. You're trying to get the data off through that process. I would suggest you're using GParted. Okay. Can you can you instead format that drive on another system, the the external, the three point uh, the two point five inch that you bought? Can you format that on another system into a compatible format, and then take it over to that computer, boot from the live CD, mount your hard drives, copy and paste, and hope beyond hopes that it doesn't crash during that process. Only grab the stuff you need. Don't grab the OS files. Don't grab C colon slash Windows. Just grab Documents and Settings slash Username slash Desktop slash My Documents slash My Pictures. Whatever's critical. Mm-hmm. The less copying you do, the less likely you are the hard drive's going to crash while you're doing the process. So Makes sense. Good luck. I really don't want you to lose anything. <laughs> Keep yeah. a good backup. Preventative measures. You know, people in the chat room there, G. Siegel saying data recovery can be very expensive. And that's true. You're looking, you know, bare minimum is going to be 500 bucks for data recovery. Going up to 3500 4000 5000 even in worst case scenarios. Rate arrays are even going to be worse, right? Because wow. it's per drive. So preventative measures. That's what you want to have in place. N- you know, and I know that this is not an option at this point with this particular drive. But in future, and, and you know, I say to people all the time, yeah. always have a backup. Seriously. Always. Yeah. It's, it's you got to have, and, and not a backup as in, well, I save everything on an external hard drive because that's not a backup at all. You don't have two copies anywhere. If that external hard drive got stolen, where's your files? Yeah. You want to have files in two, three different places securely. But that way, if something happens to one of those drives, you're still protected. Mm-hmm. Okay? For sure. Thank you so much for the question. This is Category 5 Technology TV. You can find us online, www.category5.tv. Welcome to Season 5. Hey, we're here. Season five. Pretty, pretty crazy. How did we get here? Well, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Mm -hmm. A lot of hard work. A lot of great fans. Mm. But we're here. That's true. It's all about the fans. And we're only getting better every time. Every time. We get awesomer and awesomer. Our our grammar gets gooder and gooder. (laughs) Our grammar may not, but everything else is. I was looking at the chat room there, and I was thinking, oh, I don't know if Chris Reich is here to hear me say this stuff. And then I see... Hey, oh, Chris. he's there. He's there. He's totally there. I already... Hey, Chris, just not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hillary, cool. oh, compliments coming to the chat room. They're just full They're of flattery wonderful. tonight. <laughs> for For the lady. You know, Robbie oh, looks like a bowling you. ball, but, you know, a shiny bowling ball. I think that's what they were saying. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, true friends. <laughs> They're true blue, I tell you. <laughs> Something else. Yes, thank you, D-Man. Yeah. Nice bald head. Yes, brilliant. <laughs> well, hey, it, it, can you believe it's it's half past the hour? Oh, my God. How do we, we get to season five? How did we get halfway <laughs> through the show already? Time is just passing us by, I tell you. Yes. Who knew? There should be a song about that. There really should. Maybe we'll wow. write one. Let's do that. Ho hum. <laughs> uh, let me just get my news. You for sure. Then da 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 from the Category Five TV newsroom. An Android-based iSlate tablet prototype developed in part by Rice University has completed year-long trials in Indian public schools, and a fifty-dollar solar-powered version with a new power-sipping processor is set to enter full production for a mid-2012 release. Meanwhile, the much-delayed thirty-five-dollar Indian tablet aimed at Indian students, will launch tomorrow, the Indian government now claims. Nice. The iSlate was developed by the Institute for Sustainable and Applied Infodynamics, a joint program of Rice University in Houston, Texas, and Nanyang Technological University in Singapore. 
The group is now preparing for full scale, scale production of the tablet. Uh, now that year-long series of tests has shown that the device is an effective learning tool for Indian children, according to Rice University. According to a Rice University spokesperson, the iSlate prototype runs Android. The final solar-powered version due in mid-2012 will require a new OS, said the spokesperson in an email to Linux devices. Presumably, the replacement OS will also be based on Linux but will be tailored for a new processor being developed specifically for the final tablet. This revolutionary new low-power computer chip, as the Rice announcement describes it, will cut the device's power requirements in half, so it can run on small solar panels similar to those found on handheld calculators. Amazing. Yeah, pretty cool. The eventual goal for is for a second-generation tablet um, to be... Uh, Oh, is a power consumption of about three watts. So that's kind of cool. Mm. HTC is investigating claims that a security flaw in several of its mobile phones means personal information is being exposed. Ah. An Android police blog says a file containing a user's GPS location and email addresses can easily be accessed once internet permissions are granted. Several models are said to be affected, including the Evo 3D, Evo 4G, Thunderbolt, and potentially the Sensation Range. Systems Administrator Trevor Eckhart produced proof-of-concept app designed to show off the vulnerability. By simply asking a user's permission to access the internet, a request popular with games, apps, um, seeking to post scores online, for instance, the app was able to access a file which contains a list of user accounts, including email addresses, a recent log of GPS locations, phone numbers taken Ooh. from recent call logs, and SMS data, including recent numbers and encoded messages. That's really scary. Yeah. HTC said is looking into the claims as quickly as possible. And Canonical has announced the release of an official Windows client for Ubuntu One services online, uh, 10 months after it first entered public beta. The Ubuntu One team says that the new client is a major milestone, noting that it will help Ubuntu One's multi-platform strategy. We believe in giving all users, regardless of platform, access to one of the best personal cloud services available, added the developers. Ubuntu One is, managed, is a managed file storage and synchronization service targeted at users of the Ubuntu Linux distribution and is included by default with the OS. With the service running, um, oh, sorry, with the service, users can synchronize files between their Ubuntu systems and their mobile devices running Android 2.1 or later, and now their Windows systems as well. The cloud storage platform celebrated reaching more than 1 million, that's a lot of mouthful, and that's a lot of people, 1 million users earlier this year. And a new post over security blog defense in depth reveals a serious new security flaw found within OS X Lion that could enable anyone with access to your machine to view and change your administrator password. According to the report, even non-root users in Lion have the ability to view password hash data and could then use a very simple Python script to reveal that user's password. Mm. Unfortunately, the situation only gets worse, as Lion doesn't require a password in order to change the password of the current users, meaning that typing a simple terminal command would allow you to change a user's administrative password to something else. The security exploit only can be used if a user has direct access to your Mac and has a directory service access. Disabling automatic login, enabling sleep and screensaver passwords, and disabling guest accounts are all recommended to help prevent this type of security compromise. i got to say that is one embarrassed looking lion. He's so embarrassed. Ooh. And so he should be. <laughs> um, <laughs> cities could soon be looking after their citizens by themselves thanks to an operating system designed for the metropolis. The Urban OS works just like a PC operating system, but keeps buildings, traffic, and services running smoothly. This software takes in data from sensors dotted around the city to keep an eye on what's happening. In the event of a fire, the Urban OS might manage traffic lights so that fire engines can reach the blaze more quickly and swiftly. 
The idea for the Urban OS to gather data from sensors buried in buildings and many other places to keep an eye on what's happening in an urban area. A test bed for the Urban OS is currently being built in Portugal. For its work in developing smart cities, Living Plan IT was selected as one of the World Economic Forum's technology pioneers of 2012. And the new iPhone from Apple has been revealed, and to many fanboys' dismay, it's not the iPhone 5. Instead, Apple revealed the new iPhone 4S this afternoon, a faster version of the iPhone 4 with a better camera. Um, at the stalwart is among the disappointed crowds on Twitter, writing, if you're not disappointed by the iPhone 4S, well then, you're just not enough of a dreamer, dreamer my friend. Um, the markets also confirmed their disappointment since Apple shares went down 3.6% almost immediately following the announcement. <laughs> Apple.com, <laughs> Robbie. Sorry. Hmm? Apple.com has already begun uh, boasting the new device's dual-core A5 chip, which is the same chip in the iPad 2. The uh, camera and objects have been upgraded to 8 megapixels and has been built for iOS 5. While the hardware isn't all that exciting, in fact, it's a little disappointing, the new Siri software of the iPhone 4S is quite impressive. You'll be able to ask your iPhone things like, what time is it? What's the weather forecast? Where is the nearest Tim Hortons? And apparently your iPhone 4S will respond with requested information a la Starship Enterprise. That's great for, for guys who, who don't have a wife, you know, because that's they the same talk, stuff I ask my wife. What time is it? <laughs> 4.30? There you go. <laughs> What's it like outside? <laughs> now you don't Maybe. need that. You have a device that you can you carry You have your little pocket, friend. There you go. Starship Enterprise. Anyways, this cool iPhone 4S will be available from the Apple Store on October 14th. So, there you have it, people. Mm. You can get these full stories online at Category5.tv slash newsroom. The Category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions from our fabulously funny and friendly community of viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of honor mention, send us an email. It's pretty easy. Newsroom at Category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Hillary Rumble. Cheers, Hillary. Awesome. Thank you. The news tonight is brought to you by Pogoplug, cat5.tv slash Pogoplug, and Planet mm -hmm. Calypso, cat5.tv slash Calypso. Check them out. Check it out, people. Yeah. Let's take a look at our Ubuntu install. Yeah, how are we doing? How things are moving along. Let's oh, check it out. What is this? Hark. Well, that's distance. Yes. What is this? <laughs> I didn't mean, what is that? Installation complete. Restart now. Sure. Let's do that. Okay. I agree. Let's do that. Sure. That's what it tells us to do, so we better listen. Better do what Ubuntu tells us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Category 5 Technology TV. Thanks for joining us tonight. Category 5.tv. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. And I'm Hillary Rumble. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> We're on Twitter. I am, oh, yeah. I'm at Robbie Ferguson. It's very hard to remember. My name is Robbie Ferguson. I am at Robbie Ferguson. Now I'm at Hillary Rumble. That's hard, Because that's too. who I am. <laughs> so, just and don't And you forget. see down there, we are at Category 5 TV. We with are. With our hashtag is Cat5 yes, TV. Mm -hmm. If you would like to uh, say hi to us on Twitter, go follow us there. We would love to have you follow us tonight. Tweet us. Retweet every tweet that we ever tweet. Gotta tweet that. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Tweet a little Oh, yeah. That system is just rebooting. Yeah. Well, I have another question. Sure. Should we tackle that while this is getting oh, up and going, yeah, do you it's think? Just, well, it's just booting up. But yeah, let's... If you've got another viewer question, let's... Because uh, we love the viewers. We do. And we want to answer your questions. And we encourage you to get your questions in. Mm -hmm. Live at Category5.tv. Hey, before we do, that reminds me of what? things that what I would love that? viewers to send in. Oh, Postcards. Hey. Your postcards. Oh. I want a postcard of your hometown or your country. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right on the back of it, you know, hi, Hillary. I love mail, like snail mail, for real. I love technology, and I we love that... We just don't get it anymore. But that's the thing. Yeah, people don't do that. It's seemingly archaic, but mm -hmm. it's beautiful to have a handwritten, tangible thing from someone. You know why it seems archaic? 
because there is about 100 people right now that are saying, but I sent a postcard like five weeks ago. You didn't get it yet? No, we didn't get it yet. No. No. Because it takes that long. It takes forever. It takes that long. But it's still beautiful. (laughs) And yes, you could just send me an email, Gadwell. However. It's not the same, though. It's not the same. I can't see your lovely handwriting. I can't see whatever. It's just not the same. Yeah. It's like a phone call. Yeah, totally. When you get get an email from Grandpa, it's (laughs) it's not the same. It's all caps. (laughs) It's it's got terrible, um, Uh, terrible, terrible punctuation. Yeah. Anyway, our address is at the bottom of every page on Category5.tv. Hey, we pay for the P.O. box. We'd love to use it for yeah. something other than bills True. and Sierra yeah. uh, notifications. So, <laughs> you know, do us that favor and, and send something to us just to say hi. And we can feature your hometown on the World Wide Web. We will absolutely bring up your card and read it on, on the air. <laughs> I will throw viewer points if that's what it takes. hey Definitely. Viewer points. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Mm. All right. Back to business. Business as per usual around here. We don't have fun. We, you know, you know how it is. Absolutely not. I am the worst person to work with. Well, he said it. I did not. (laughs) Okay. Moving on. I'm just kidding. He's great. John Zimmerman. Thank you for your email. We are going to try to answer your question. I am really, really close to installing Pogo Plug on Linux, but I always get this error, which reads, error, failed to connect to server. Hmm. And then all of these numbers and oh. things I won't read aloud. Application gracefully exiting. Any suggestions on how to fix this? Well, at least it's Man. a graceful exit. And it's not like a really right. angry gracefully one. Gracefully exiting. Yeah. Hmm. Angrily exiting. <laughs> that would concern Can you imagine? Me. That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be really funny. <laughs> this application is very angry right now. <laughs> um, okay. That error for Pogo Plug. Error. Failed to connect to server. I've seen that. And when have I seen that is when I've entered an incorrect password, like a hmm. typo. Right? Oh, okay. So I would check your password, just verify that, yeah, I've typed it right. Check your syntax at the, at the line. Um, perhaps. You know, if you'd like to go so far, email me the line that you're typing just kind of like turn your password into like asterisks or something for me it's just for person because i don't need your password right but just so that i can look at your syntax and make sure oh yeah you're doing it right other thing you might try in saying that it could be your pass (laughs) pardon me your password you might need to escape some characters if if you have any weird characters in your password Mm. that are non-alphanumeric you might need to put a slash before that character or put oh. it in, put it in apostrophes or quotes. Okay. Cool. Alrighty. Good luck. Let us know, okay? Yeah, give it a whirl and yeah, send us an email. Cheers. Thanks for the question. Oh, look at my screen. Hark. Yeah. We are up and running. Ubuntu. Ooh. Now look this at is, that layout. Well, this is Unity. Love it or hate it. Hmm. It has massive icons. I mean, that's, that's visually nice. But you can see what I'm saying. It's, it's very much designed for a touchscreen. Yeah. Not, not for yeah, a yeah. mouse. That's interesting. So it's, it's kind of weird for me to, to operate that as a mouse. Yeah, because like, you're like, mouse. you just want to yeah. touch it. Yeah, but exactly. But I don't have a touchscreen. So mm. what do I do? I have to use a mouse. Hmm. Feature-wise, Ubuntu uh, 11.10, which is coming out next Thursday, uh, includes the Linux kernel uh, based on 3.0.4, GNOME (laughs) 3.1.92. They're actually working towards um, implementing 3.2 of GNOME. Now, you notice, (laughs) though, it's not the GNOME desktop. It's Unity, because GNOME actually works in, in, in the background. Unity is on top of it. So what you see is Unity. You don't actually get to use <laughs> GNOME as a desktop here. Other than that, beyond that, uh, it's got uh, improved support for 32-bit software on a 64-bit platform. And it does, you know, visually, here's what I noticed. It's looking really quite good. It's looking a lot more refined. Okay, so let's take a quick look at some of the improvements. Ubuntu Software Center. This is kind of 
Ubuntu's uh, installer for getting applications. If you've never used Linux, this is very cool. <laughs> it really is. Pay attention. Well, they've, they have made it. It makes sense. It's intuitive. I've got to hand it to Canonical. that I think they're getting it right with Software Center. I think I clicked on it, but I don't know because I can't touch the screen to make it go. But it looks like it's going now. There we go. Ubuntu Software Center. So it takes a little bit of get, <laughs> getting used to the, the different interface because you don't have an applications menu per se. You have this kind of pop-out guy. Notice the cool effects that actually blurs the windows behind, which is a nice subtle touch, but looks good. If you want, for example, an application, let's say, I don't know, screensaver. So I type in screen, yeah, see, and it doesn't it doesn't even give me see you have to kind of know the application name. If I type Firefox, for sure, it's gonna give me Firefox. Right? So in the menu, I don't know. Again, I think from a non-mouse perspective it's gonna work better. Internet apps, for example. So it's categorized. It's it's coming together. It like you see that and it looks mm -hmm. pretty good. Okay, but let's go back to our software center. And what I do like about this is that it's it's got the icons. It looks more like this is an application. This isn't a list of uh, a text list of files that I can check off what I want. I've been finding, you know, I love Synaptic Package Manager, but I find it's getting a little cluttered. It's getting so that you know you you just see a list of mm. names and if again if you don't know the name of the software and you don't feel like spending hours just <laughs> going through yeah. lists of text this gives you a much easier interface as far as that goes it starts out with their what they call their star apps these are the the ones that have been voted the top so you see awesome tools like stellarium which lets you look up at the stars and see the uh, the positioning of the stars from your computer filezilla the FTP client. K3B, it's a burning application for your CDs. So there are some great software tools right off the bat. If we click on games over here, for example, I'll just zoom in a little bit so you can see a little better. So I click on games, and now you see, here's the top rated games. Okay, so these are the ones that people have said, ah, oh, these are our favorites. Frozen Bubble, for example. And then you've got the categories up here. You've got arcade, board games, card games, etc. Let's click on card games. So yeah, you've got your free cell, your solitaires, your whatever, mahjong, good stuff. So now, what's neat about it? Let's say I'm interested in that, okay? X mahjong, but I'm not sure what it's what it's going to look like. So I go more info. Here's where. Ubuntu Software Center stands out. Okay, It gives you a great description of the application, but over here, it's actually loading a full... Oh, that was me just clicking by accident. <laughs> um, so it's loaded the information about the application here on the top left. It's loaded a great picture, good size picture of the application with zoom functionality so that you can see the yeah. actual program. And then you scroll down, tells you a little bit about the app itself, and then reviews from users of this application. Well, that's cool. Now, you notice this guy keeps popping out, and I, that gets annoying to me, this thing over here. Hmm. Maybe it's because I'm using the, the, the Zoom. I don't know. But <laughs> So there are some things about yeah, Unity yeah. that really do annoy me, but I think they're really start, it's getting refined, and that's the word that comes to mind when I see it. It's looking good. It's functioning better. Mm. This is, remember, Ubuntu isn't out until next Thursday. So they still have time that there could still even yeah. be improvements That's upon true. what I'm seeing here today. And it's, it's working really quite well. As far as interface goes, if you're used to the standard kind of start menu of Windows or the applications menu of Linux, the, the real difference here is that you've got this thing that pops out from the side and it's sorted by the type of application in some instances it's got your most used applications here and then we can type in 
again, if you, if you kind of know your way around. But down at the bottom here, here's a tool that you're going to find useful if you're like me and, and you're not used to this kind of interface. Just click on that little guy there. And now it's going to actually give me a little bit. It's not the same as the original menu system, but at least now I can click on Office, for example, right? And now I've got my LibreOffice, right, things like that. And also it's made some suggestions for me based on my searches and things and says, hey, you might like this. So you can actually click there to install it. And remember that with Linux and with this system, with the tool that I showed you a little bit uh, just a moment ago, the Ubuntu Software Center, you don't need any disks for these things. You don't need to pay for a lot of the stuff. Most of it, and I mean most of it, I mean like huge percentage <laughs> of it, is in fact absolutely free. You just click on it and say, I want that, and you have it. It's downloaded to your computer you through your high-speed internet. You get it. You can use it. You can even synchronize it between computers at home and at work and your laptop. So if I, for example, if I've got some really great games that the kids like on my computer at home mm -hmm. and they want to play it on their mom's computer, I can synchronize those oh, two okay. software centers hmm. and both computers will have the same games automatically. Wow, that's so, kind of cool. Yeah, there's some really great features, I think, that, uh, that they're bringing out. That said, um, again, I still think that it's very much designed for the touchscreen, and you can see that from the big buttons and the way that it's the way that it actually functions mm -hmm. you know like this kind of springiness to it and the way that it works it's, it doesn't make sense to me as a mouse user but it is working very well it's very clean it looks very nice it's, yeah it's coming together so I don't know let us know what you think I'd, I'd be interested to know what your thoughts are about Unity and and the way that Ubuntu has gone this route. You see, even Windows 8 is going that same route of it's all for touchscreen. Yeah. So is this the way that computers are going to go? Or is this a hint from the, the, the big Linux and the big Windows player? You know, Microsoft and Canonical are both developing mm -hmm. for touchscreen and kind of leaving the mouse behind. So are we going to see that, okay, well, they're doing it for a reason. We're going to start seeing a real push on touchscreen monitors for, for PCs, uh, for um, even just tablets, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking we're starting to see. And I think it's, uh, I think it's a, a neat time, but it's, it's different because anytime there's big change in technology, like this kind of interface, it's like, okay, are we going to continue to keep going with the look of Windows 95, <laughs> which was based on a very old uh, Mac OS? I guess not even Mac OS. It was like Apple platform. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, so it is about time that, that the desktop was stepped up and changed. I had a feeling that it was going to be Compass Fusion that was going to do this with all the cool effects. Mm. But I think Canonical is, is saying, no, it's, we tried it for a while. We're going a different route. And this is what they've chosen to do. Wow. So check it out. It's Ubuntu. Ubuntu.com. U-B-U-N-T-U dot com and you'll find the software available for download. Of course, the version from April is available right now. Wait until next Thursday. You'll be able to get the version that I'm showing you here. It's 11.10, which means it came out in 2011, October. Cool. Which is right now. Right now. Yes. Very cool. So you notice that the sound tonight is like, it's spectacular. The it chat is. room? What do you think of the Would sound Would you concur? Tonight? Would you agree? Would you concur? Do you agree with us that the sound is quite exceptional? Chat room? We're waiting for a reply. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Agamotto. <laughs> sound is awesome, Greg in Texas says. It's, it's awesome, awesome dude. dude, Dave Maydew. We'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> now, why are we sounding so particularly wonderful well, more than usual? since you I mean. asked, Hillary. I'm so curious. How come? <laughs> the show is brought to you in part by Music Pro Berry. And uh, you'll find them uh, on... Well, I actually... I'm going to set up a website that you can... I, I like for you to go through our site. If you go to cat5.tv slash musicpro uh, anytime uh, after the show broadcast tonight, that's going to take you right to their website. Here's something really cool. They are a fantastic supplier of... They are, They've indeed. sourced us these microphones, our mixer, um, all of the stuff that you hear. Remember how the sound used to be in Season 4? Remember season four? 
how bad it sounded. So, last year. Here we are with season five. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> and it's all thanks to these guys over at Music Pro mm-hmm. in Barrie. Um, you, you can't necessarily, because this is a global show, you can't necessarily hop in the car and go visit them and buy a mixer. Probably not. A microphone. A guitar. A <laughs> piano. Or a keyboard, electric keyboard, or a PA system. But... If you go to their website, cat5.tv slash musicpro, mm-hmm. get their phone number, give them a call, and they'll give you a price, and they'll actually ship it to you. Okay? Cool. So no having to deal with e-commerce or figuring stuff out. You can actually talk to a real person at Music Pro. Uh, they're fantastic over there. They know their stuff. You've probably oh. worked with them several times, Oh, yeah. Too. Fix my saxophone, there and my go. dad pretty they're much amazing. lives there. He buys everything from there. They so. have everything. Yep. They know everything about this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's true. And it's it's just, they're fantastic. So uh, go to their website, cat5.tv slash Music Pro. Uh, give them a phone call, uh, and... Uh, and tell them that you heard of them on Category yeah, 5 TV do. as well. Um, but even just to inquire and find out, you know, how much does it cost? Do some comparative shopping. If you're going to buy something, get them to ship it to you. Mm-hmm. And that helps support the show as well. So, Win-win. It win. is a win-win. Yep. <laughs> Three wins. Cool. <laughs> hey, it's been fun, everybody. People in the chat room. Slice. Yeah. Because we always have fun on Category 5. And always. Season 5 of Cat 5, High 5, we're going to thrive as we go live on Cat 5. So, yeah. I want to do the jive. <laughs> Hand jive. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see all the cool stuff that is coming up this season. Lots of changes oh, wow. always going on. Yep. You just can't keep up. But you better stick you around and find can. out. Yes. Hey, thank you for being here, Helen. <laughs> You're welcome. It's so great to see you, as always. Oh, I love being yeah. here. Studio looks neat, eh? It looks pretty fabulous. It's pretty cool. Check this out. Check out this new backdrop. Yeah, well, Eric and I came in uh, about Sweet. two weeks ago, and we, we laid bricks for hours and hours. I know. And they we did, did it an ourselves. excellent job. And, uh, <laughs> and then we covered it back up with the drape. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was our little secret. Yeah. I was like, oh, i got to wait until season five to show that off? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Here we are. Hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. Hope you had some fun. Email your questions live at category5.tv. Mm-hmm. We'd love to receive those emails. Even just say hi. Viewer testimonials. We've got a couple. Would you like to oh, yeah. pull those up while we have oh, yeah. three minutes left of the show? Of course. Cheers, Greg. Um, you we, can submit a viewer testimonial yeah. right on our website, category5.tv. Interact. Uh, viewer testimonials. Submit your own. That's the way to do it uh-huh mm-hmm. got one here from um invincible mutant hey, i don't invincible. think we've read this yet all right hi robbie and friends i am so grateful to cat5.tv and the eco batteries for the prize that he won oh last awesome. week yeah this is the second time i have won a prize from cat5.tv i could feel the envy in the um in the floor he says <laughs> i am so lucky f- with category five and um i hope that i won't use up all my luck and i should <laughs> try to reserve some of that for a future contest i don't know how i can thank category five for all the amazing shows and prizes that no one else seems to offer perhaps Uh, this testimonial will do. I was on my way home from the university when the prize was drawn. I only realized that I was the winner after the show by watching the catch-up on YouTube. Where else on earth earth could this happen? Category5.tv. A year supply of batteries, non-toxic and eco-friendly? That sounds interesting and yummy. Yummy. (laughs) (laughs) Will they break down in my stomach? LOL. I just love the show. Love the prizes and the people on the show. They are just angels. You all brighten up my life. So thanks again from Invincible Mutant. Cheers. Here's one from Timco Mathiason, who joins us from Raleigh, North Carolina. Hello, Category 5 TV crew. I love the show. I watch often on Miro and iTunes a lot lately. I've been watching since 2008 and enjoy it. When watching 207, I think somebody asked about watching on a tablet and said, Wow, I have a tablet and had to give the mobile site a try. That's mobile.category5.tv. I started to watch 208 on both iTunes and on my tablet, and somehow I got 208 to start almost exactly the same time on iTunes and on the tablet. And as you can see in a picture, uh, which I don't see there, Tim Coe, just so you know, oh, there's some links it looks like. I'll pull them up after the show. Uh, what What I'm now considering is a mini HDMI port on my tablet so that I can watch the show on the TV. 
right from my tablet. That's very cool stuff. Thank you so much for your viewer testimonial. We appreciate you watching the show mm-hmm. as well. If you'd like to read Dennis Kelly's as a, as a final before we sign Certainly, just to wrap off. it all up, your show is awesome. I can't wait for Cheers. season five. With the updates to the studio, it proves to be the best season yet. Your crew brings that extra spark to it already. Hot show. Keep up the great work. Hey, thanks, Dennis, from Michigan. Hey, thanks, everybody, for being with us tonight. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next Tuesday night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.